Hey everybody, Pastor Chip. I'm at it again. Hope you're doing well. Uh, had a great talk with a friend of mine today. I'm not going to mention his name, but his initials are CJ. And um, yeah, we had a great talk. We spent a long time on the phone and it's good for both of us and you know, sometimes you need your friends to to give you that assurance and affirmation and uh, to back you and you back them and and uh, keep each other accountable. But you know, we were we were talking about things that go on in this world and. How our world is so fast-paced. And you know, what are you doing as a person to make the world a better place? Um, you know, I love that movie Kingdom of Heaven. You've heard me talk about it before. I've, I don't know, I've watched it oh, 25 or more times, I'd say. And every time I watch it, I just it just keeps hammering in the realities of God and His wisdom and His grace in our lives. But then I wonder, like I told my buddy this morning, I, I often, I often pray, "Am I doing?" what God would have me to do? Am I doing enough of what God wants me to do? Am I, am I being the hands and feet of God? I just sometimes I wonder if I'm, I'm missing out. But in that movie, The Kingdom of Heaven, in the beginning there's a, I know I've talked about this before as well, there's a carving on a, beam above the blacksmith shop and it says what man is a man that does not make the world better what man is a man that does not try to make the world better you know are you going through life wasting oxygen <laughs> I, I hate to say it but are, are you are you that kind of person you just you just hitting the numbers you see somebody at, at a store that needs something and they're short on cash or or they're having a hard time crossing the road or, hey, there's one I've seen not long ago. Their, their car stopped in the middle of the road and they're trying to push by themselves and everybody's going by and blowing their horn. and But two or three people get out and they, and they push them out of the way. Are you the one that drives by and maybe thinks, you know what, hey, here's a good moment for a TikTok movie. I'll, I'll, I'll record this for a TikTok movie. It's your more, impre it's your more uh, concerned about making a TikTok movie than you are getting out helping somebody. Or what about those people on the interstate that saw the state trooper wrestling with the guy in the median and the truck driver and all the other people start pulling over about six people jumped over to help the state trooper. Are you the one 
that would ride by and say, I don't want to get involved. Or I'll film it for a TikTok or... I mean... You know, I saw another lady said there's three types of people in the world. Fight, flight, or freeze. Are you a fight, flight, or freeze kind of person? You see people that picking on children or women in a business and and you walk out you see somebody pounding on a woman and you say it's none of my business you you walk away if you're that kind of person I guarantee you if somebody's pounding on your head and there's 20 people standing around you're going to want somebody to help you out would you be surprised if they just said, I'm not getting involved today, but I think I'll film it for TikTok, get my likes up and my ratings up. Which kind of person are you, fight, flight, or freeze? You know, I was wondering... Well, I talked about yesterday about Samson and John the Baptist, you know, two men who had divine callings. I mean, angels showed up at their parents and told them, you know, what the world was, what they were going to do for the world and the, the uh, special abilities they would have. And one becomes a womanizer and one paves the way for Jesus, and he's so he's so sh strong about his faith that it cost him his head, literally his head. Which one are you? Are you the one that loses your head? Or are you the one that chases the pleasures of the world? So then I thought about that. You know, I've been thinking about the scripture and the verse and what me and my buddy were talking about this morning. And so I looked and I Googled. And the thing I came to was Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Period. Reasonable service. Doesn't say above and beyond or substandard or... It's average service. Whatever your average service is, that you present your bodies, living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God. It's reasonable. Satisfactory. How many of you are doing that? A lot of you are doing just that. You're doing the average, the reasonable, the standard. 
You're not going any more above or beyond than you have to. You're just hitting the numbers. that the way God wants us to be? Verse 2 starts off with and. And I thought it was kind of interesting how verse 2 starts off, and. And I looked up and. We all know what and is. We say it every day. But it's a function word for an infinite logical equivalent. An infant logical equivalent that has more emphasis. It's like an afterthought that he says, I need to add something with more emphasis to make that first sentence stand out. Now, everybody likes to read just one, one chapter or one, I mean, one verse and run with it. But in this case, Verse 2 is the meat and potatoes. Verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do you get the verbiage there? Did you understand that? It says, do not be conformed to the world. That's the first thing. It means, if you're a Christian, well, you know, it doesn't say I have to give up drinking or have to give up chasing women. You see, that's what Samson did. He was conformed to the world. But John the Baptist was not conformed to the world. Are you the person that that watches the person get beat on the side of the street and you say, I'm not going to get involved because it doesn't affect me? Then you're conformed to the world. If you're the person that says, that's wrong, I don't care who it is. And you get out there and intervene, you are not conformed to the world, you see? You are doing something which is wholly acceptable and, re and is your reasonable service. And then he says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, that you may prove, because you have something to prove, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? What is that perfect, acceptable will of God? What is it that God wants you to do that you can prove to other people that you're a Christian. Have you ever been in a store and you're checking out and you see somebody in front of you? They don't have much. Who? Knows? They might have just a couple of items. 
doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't even matter if they're buying beer. Did you say to them, here, let me get that for you. And when they say, you don't have to do that, because I'm going to tell you right now, that's the response that I got several times. You don't have to do that. I know. I know I don't have to. But I want to. I want to bless you today. Have you ever tried that? How about this? You're pumping gas. Car pulls up beside of you. And they open their gas thing on, you know, the opposite side of the tank that you're pumping from. And you say, hold on, here. Let me give you a little gas. And you stick that nozzle in there and you give them about, oh, whatever you want to. 15 20 $30, fill up their car, whatever. Let me promise you, you will not believe the look, the puzzlement in their eyes and what you're doing. And today... Gas is pretty important. What if you're in a restaurant? You see somebody over there that comes in and they order a glass of water and a bare minimum of something to eat. You pay their bill? Do you do any of these things? Or do you just say, I'm a Christian, I crossed my T's and dotted my I's and I got that square field and that's all I have to do? Or do you try to make the world a better place? Is it really that hard? I think, I think from what I observe with people, it's easier for us to be mean than it is for us to do something good. In Genesis, God said he was sorry that he made man because their hearts were so hard. I think that's still true to this day. I don't think anything has changed. Some people go out of their way to be angry at the world. What are you doing to make the world a better place?
Am I making you think about it? You ever see a mother that's struggling with two or three or four or six kids? And they're in the grocery store and they're all standing there at the gumball machine. I want a gumball, I want a gumball. Mom says, no, I don't have any money. You ever go to the cashier and just say, hey, give me $2 worth of quarters and give one to each kid? Might be better to ask the mom if it's okay or I'm doing this on my own or whatever, but what are you doing to make the world a better place? When you die and get to heaven, if you're a Christian and you're a church goer and you're in church every Sunday and Wednesday and whatever and got your pew reserved in your King James Bible. When you get to heaven and St. Peter says, what have you done to make the world a better place? What are they going to see in that book, that Lamb's book when they open it up? Beside your name. Are they going to see constant criticism, bitching, complaining, griping at anybody that was dressed differently, had a tattoo, had colored hair, didn't carry the same Bible? Or are they going to see compassion, love, did their best to transform the world, did not conform to the world, but did their best to show the love of Christ to people that they met. You know, you might have your epitaph all figured out, you might have it planned on what's going to be on your stone. But the legacy you leave behind on this earth will either fade when you're gone or will be talked about for several years. But one thing is for dad blame sure. Whatever you do on here on earth will be bound in heaven. You will be paying for whatever you do for eternity. Think about it, people. Think about it. Christ came and offered grace, love, forgiveness, and peace. To the people. If you read the New Testament Bible, you will see that wherever Jesus went and whatever he did, he preached to the crowds, he fed the masses, he healed the sick and the lame, and he forgave the woman and convicted of adultery, and he did all these things. He, he offered no judgment. 
He didn't say to any of these people, you know, well, you shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have been in that situation. Well, if you'd have done what the Pharisees said and read, read the prophets, you would have been better off. He didn't do any of that. Jesus Christ came, gave his life, and extended grace to all who believe in him. Grace. Not condemnation, grace. He gave us an example. You don't want to read anything else in the Bible. Go through there and read the things that Jesus did. That is where the meat and potatoes are in the Bible. Read Jesus. Live like Jesus. And then... When you die and go to heaven, then you will know the answer that you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless you. Thank you for your prayers. Pray for the world. Pray for peace. And may God bless each and every one of you.